And a very good day. Welcome to the Sports and Media Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. We are here. This is show number 68. Joe, you believe that? 68. There you go. They said it wouldn't last. <laughs> All right. Uh, first topic, I guess we should uh, do our condolences for the folks down in uh, South Florida. Uh, another horrible school shooting yesterday down there. And now they're in the sports world reacted yesterday. We'll talk about a little bit of the reactions. But first, just uh, it's just a horrible what's happening in this country. You know, they say every two and a half days right now there's a school shooting. So, man. And, and that's right where I went to high school. That was. I figured that had to be kind of uh, close. Cor- it's really. It's not considered Cold Springs, but it is. It's. They sort of dug it out of the Everglades. I guess is why they call it Marjorie D- Stoneman Douglas, because she was the one who helped preserve the there Everglades in Florida. And I used to ride my bike down there as a kid all the time. And you. J- you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's. It's absolutely crazy. And you know, a lot of the sports people reacted yesterday that it's time for something to get done. And I don't know what that is that needs to be done, but I think it's definitely. A time for change uh, needs to happen here uh, relatively soon in this country. Yeah, it seems like, and, and you're seeing as you mentioned earlier, athletes and coaches talking about it. Uh, I, there's that intersection. You can't get away from it. There's there's guns, there's politics, and there's sports. And I mean, as we read that assistant football coach died saving, literally saving his, his students. Yeah, he stood in front of bullets. Another teacher might did the same thing. So it's just absolutely mind-boggling. I mean, when, it, when, when that all happened yesterday. So, wow. Did, did, did you read the comment by Steve Kerr? Yeah, Steve Kerr basically said our government doesn't care. I mean, in, in a right. nutshell, that's what he said. Right, yeah. He's and there was a lot of people that were saying that. And, you know, and it's not that they, I mean, you can't really believe that they don't care. They care, but they also care about money and getting reelected and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're all, they're all getting it. And it's funny because a lot of people say, oh, it's a Republican-Democrat. They're all getting money from the NRA. Everybody's afraid. I know that the Republicans are more afraid in their primary, but this is both parties that are taking the money. You know, I mean, these are lives. I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that this generation of kids, when they get older, keep this mindset and idealism. And, of course, most people don't keep the idealism. But these kids at, at Carl Springs were, were pissed. Were they not? I mean, uh, yeah, they're mad. They have every right to like, be mad. Things need to be changed. We, we're sick of condolences well, and, we, and prayers. Do something. Well, and it is a time of change going on in this country right now. You it see, is. You see what's happening with the Me Too women's movement and the sexual harassment and change in sports and, you know, the society. So uh, hopefully it will continue to go. I mean, look what's happening today at W or tomorrow at WEEI Radio in Boston. You know, they're doing sensitivity training <laughs> all day long, 12 hours of it. Now, you've been this pissed all, for your whole life. I've never heard of something like this ever. No, I mean you have to sign a few things. Shut down on your live feed for twelve hours. Twelve hours to go to sensitivity training. So they're they're you know like basically you know aren't they flagship Red Sox too or is that correct or I I don't know if it's Patriots or Red okay. Sox or what it is but I know I know it's one of the major ones in there and you know is isn't it wasn't Christian Foria a tight end for yeah. the Patriots yeah. and he's the one who's out there and he's mimicking somebody who's Chinese who's or Chinese yeah. or Asian certainly with that those stupid fake accents on the air. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, people do that privately, which is stupid. But I mean, on the air, how, well, what, what now, kind of you, smarts do you have? But for you that? have to pay attention to what's going on. And in fact, one of the things I wrote down is everything that you say, read, or write right now, you have to be ultra sensitive to make sure you don't offend anybody. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but it is the way it is. Uh, you know, right now, I mean, every in the news, uh, the newspapers, you know, people are doing the same thing. They're gonna be real careful about what they write because sometimes what we used to think maybe as a as an old you know the old man club joke is no longer funny uh same way with just you know, some of the maybe types of humor we thought used to be funny you know polish jokes used to be funny now you you don't hear those anymore. so you're saying they're not no they're they no, might I'm still be kidding. funny in a way yeah, I, I but think you, 
it's if, just now it's it, it everybody's ultra sensitive and, and maybe they have the right to be and they, they definitely have the right to be but it's just it, it's so weird that every time you talk open up a mic or talking to your friends you you just feel like there's ears and eyes around you and you got to be extra careful even if you're not saying anything bad you just really double check everything that comes out and the people that aren't double checking it or triple checking it are really the ones that are are, are getting themselves you know with the old proverbial foot in the mouth yeah because I, I i think I, I'm not a big fan of political correctness per se, but I am a big fan of, of not trying to purposely injure somebody else. So if, if you're saying something, anything we say even right now is going to infuriate some people. Yeah. That's okay. As long as that's not your purpose was, and it wasn't to mock or demean someone. Yeah. And of course, everybody says, oh, you demean me by that. No, I was stating a fact, and if that bothers yeah. you, tough. But this went way beyond that, right? Yeah, oh, a lot of it's going way beyond that. And, you know, you saw it at the Olympics even. You know, Sean White yes. you know, said the word gossip. He wasn't going to have the word gossip about him, and then he had to apologize for using that word. Bodie Miller said something either last night or this morning about how an Australian skier is not any as good as she was because she got married, and he had to backtrack and apologize. Apologize for that. So everything that is Bo- being Bodie Miller said what something about that a woman who and I this is and I don't want to get this wrong, but basically what he said was an Australian downhill skier. She's a female is not near as good now that she got married. I don't know if that means she's had a baby or she's going. You know, maybe she, her life isn't as focused. I don't know what that what he was meaning, but he's already had to backtrack and apologize for that. I think that would be fine if he could. You know, the difference between opinion and analysis. <laughs> I know. I mean, if you could say, well, she doesn't have time to train. She doesn't have to. T- I mean, if you just throw that out, hey, yeah. she got married. Well, that's but, the problem is a lot of times we just use blanket statements, not thanking. Right. We've done that for, you know, you know, for 50 years or whatever. <laughs> and now you just can't throw out a blanket statement that, that you think applies to everyone or some kind of segmented group because they are going to be mad or you're going to get mad when someone does it to you as well. So uh, crazy. Just crazy. It's well, well, what do you think about this? You, you mentioned Sean White. That was one of the things I want to talk about is that. Sean White wins in one of the most spectacular endings to these events. I realize it's a, it's an X game thing, but it's still a, it's interesting. It's, it's in the Olympics. It's a it's, sport right it's now. It's in the Olympics, and yeah. you know it's really the ice skating, I guess, of the slopes or something because there's yeah. points and such. But there's also amazing athleticism doing those fourteen forties and whatever comes through. He's in first place. He's the last one. This other kid had this thirteen year old. I think kid. This is amazing. He throws out this great performance, wins, goes crazy, goes in the press conference. So the question I have is, when's the time to bring up – because these aren't allegations against him. He actually settled the lawsuit. Yeah. A- but it was settled, so I'm wondering why it's out now. But, again, I don't have a problem with them asking the questions. But it used to be the sensibilities where you would wait a little bit. But maybe that's what got us into trouble, too. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, you answered your, kind of your own question. It, it's the world we live in of, of, of people – in the media, also want to make a name for themselves, and, and sometimes the way they think they're going to make a name for themselves is as soon as a guy gets off a gold medal stand, it's like, hey, what about this uh, you know 2017 lawsuit you where you had some sexual harassment claims? And you know I'm through. I'm sh- I'm assuming it threw Sean White off, and he said, well, I don't fall for the gospel or whatever. Then he realized, oh man, I, I said the wrong <laughs> words there. Uh, I don't know if it's the right time or right because it is a, a legitimate question now. My opinion, it was maybe not the right time for maybe after the you know gets the medal and all that stuff, and then maybe a day later. But I don't know. I mean, people are going to say, well, why do you want to wash it under the rug for a day? I get it. So it, the world we live in is changing every single day. There's another example of different ways that we have to to learn in the media and react in the media, as well as the people that are getting the questions asked to them. Um, you know, if you, I guess the thing is, lead a nice, clean life, and you don't have anything to worry about, but. Ooh, you could still be. You could still say one thing, and man, you're you're in hot water. But but here's the other thing: if you screw up, 
own up to it. Yeah. Because you know, the other day the AP wrote a story on some sport event, and within about ten minutes, twenty minutes, they said, "Oh, we made a mistake. We're coming out with a correction." Yeah. Everybody goes after the fake news, which is all BS. But uh, not that there's not some out there, but. The news media, like the Associated Press, tries to get it right with transparency. So if Sean White had said, you know what, I had this lawsuit, um, I, sh- I screwed up big time, I've learned from it, um, thank you for bringing that up, uh, we'll talk some more about it later, I'd right now like to celebrate. I don't think a lot of people are composed enough to think it, and I realize there's also these amazing endorphins and, and the emotions that he must yeah. have been swirling through at the time, which certainly clearly wasn't ready for that question, right? No, I, he wasn't ready. But uh. he purposefully didn't ask a question of a single female reporter in there at the time. Christine Brennan, one of the great columnists in the yep. country here, uh, brought that up in one of her pieces. Did not know that. Hey, there's uh, Omar Solomon. Says he likes it when he can catch up with us live on Facebook. Hey, so it's good, to, good to hear from him. Yes, he's one of the proponent, big proponents of Eastern Illinois yes, University. Yes, he is. Where this broadcast E-I-U. originates from. Um, the NFL draft uh, is going to continue to get bigger. Uh, yes. You, right when you think the NFL can't do anything else to get their uh, product out, they're going to go also on Fox. So they'll be on Fox. NFL Network will be a simulcast, and the ESPN will keep their own. And that gets over-the-air people a chance to to watch the draft as well. As right. is really the reason Fox is doing it. But I was like, holy cow, that the NFL, they are a marketing machine. That's what they are. You know, I meant to before we got in here this morning to look up the ratings from the last couple of years. Clearly, it was enough for them to make some money on it. But do you do you watch the draft? I think we've talked about I this. I can watch the draft from minute one to the end. Okay. But I'm the guy that doesn't want all the crap talk from when they go back and forth. I want to know about the athletes that the people are drafting. Yes. I'm more of the Mike Mayock who gives me that on the NFL Network. Right. Where ESPN is doing their, you know, it's entertainment for them, and they're, they'll go off on tangents. So, well, they'll um, have everything queued up yeah. with, you know, here's what they did in college, yeah. and here's 20 plays and analysis. and Yeah, I, I'm like you. I am interested a great deal in the NFL draft, but it's the same thing. It's sort of like the Olympics. Don't tell me this 10-minute backstory for a 30-second luge run or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. look, I, don't, I don't want this. Just say who it is, what's going on. Do yeah. you think there's a market for people like us who just want straight news? Like, like I miss, I dearly miss the old headline news and CNN. Oh, Where oh, it's yeah. just, give me the news. Get in, get out. It's, I mean, if there's some political event, fine. But if it's not politics, I, fine. Just go in, out. Have you heard, I, I would be addicted yeah, to it. Fox I was on, addicted Fox to it. Fox News on radio. The the whole, like, 90, they do these 90-second uh, newscasts every once in a while. Well, they'll, they'll give you 15 stories in about 90. You, no, you, you mean when they insert? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, I'm not you know I'm not saying Fox News is always the best or greatest, but their radio news reports they'll give you ten to twelve little snippets of information that help your day go on, and I love news like that. So do I. Uh, the headline news thing, where it's just you know every 10, 15 minutes, you know it's it's where it goes, and that's what CNN CNN built themselves on was breaking news and news around the country and news around the world. You know, Leon Harris, I remember Leon was there for years. Sure, he was in Mattoon all oh, 10, 12 years ago. Oh, be, was he? Yeah, I sat down and talked to him, and he said, "Yeah, we've lost our kind of what we are because we went to all." this talking heads and, and other stuff we didn't how we got to what we were is we did news and we gave you a car chase in san francisco a fire in atlanta uh, you know we went from you know all these different affiliates and gave you an overview of the country now i know with everything being live right now it's harder to do that but that's how cnn built themselves and they've all gotten away from just the regular hard news or even just to catch up which is i don't know how many people sit be in front of Fox or CNN or these others for three hours. But, you know, I think a lot of us at maybe 9 or 10 or 11 be willing to pop in for an hour, yep. give me the news of the, what's happened today, here's the main headlines, without 
advocates from both political sides or PR people yeah, and things like that. At, Just at give me some news. Me. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't need to be screamed at anymore. No. Um, Johnny Manziel's back in the news. He said he was bipolar and quit drinking, and now he's trying to make a comeback in either the CFL, the Spring League, with hopes of getting back into the NFL. And uh, you know, he's. Uh, I really thought the. I actually thought us, us bad people in the media, would just absolutely rail on him. But bad boys. But he's actually kind of been given a little bit of leeway. I'm not saying he's been given a pass, but they're kind of like, oh well, you know, I'm not going to jump on this guy quite yet. Let's see what happens. Over over the next, you know, 16, 17, 18 months. Because he was fun in college. Whether you hated him or not, he oh, was fun. Oh, he's the guy you wanted to go out and party with, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, but if you're an NFL GM, you know, if he gets picked up and Colin Kaepernick doesn't. Oh, boy. I'm going to be I'm going to be furious Man, about yeah. this and I I won't be nearly as furious as most of the people. If you go for Johnny Football, the kid who couldn't get throw straight, he who was never ever ever as good as Colin Kaepernick on his worst day and you're going to pick him up. Okay, we got a problem. Yeah, and I would still like to know if people are I trying. I want to see that media coverage. Yeah. And I also want to know, are people trying to sign Colin Kaepernick? No. You don't think they are? I don't think there's a single team out there that's considering it. That's and, what which I, is a shame because Colin Kaepernick could bring a lot of these teams into the playoffs and on a better run, depending if he's still training. My guess is he's still training, and maybe after this year, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe he becomes the face of the new XFL. Or that, I, if I'm the Arizona Cardinals with Palmer retiring, I think he would be a perfect fit on that team. He would be a good fit I mean, for that you team. Had Larry Fitzgerald, a veteran running, a veteran receiver out there, uh, who said he's today. And they love with, the pass. And he's going to play again. So um, I, I, I don't know. Cardinals, I think would be. And then you could still draft a young guy and maybe for a year or two under under. Kaepernick, so that's Kaepernick where, could get you through at least three years. I think so. He deserves a shot. So, but Johnny Manziel, yeah, I mean, back just, in the news, and it's really tough. I mean, if he's bipolar, you don't take that medicine. You've been probably around enough people who are bipolar. It's, it's really sad for them yeah. when they don't take the medication. They think they're better, and then boom. Yeah, I and I, if honest, in fact he is bipolar, yeah, and I honestly think that he's probably get destined for CFL or that new spring league or XFL more. He'd than He'd be a great know. CFL quarterback. I think so. The too. way that game is played. Well, Joe, I know you're happy. Spring training has arrived. Uh, ESPN's doing some hits already from down yes, there. Yes, they and, are. Uh, the Yankees are opening up spring training batting practice three hours before a game so that people can watch uh, uh, you know, the two big hitters uh, hit. So it's, gonna, it, it's good to see baseball back. It's amazing. The weather is perfect right now in Florida, which is, you know, sometimes right Here, now it's, it's yeah, 58 yeah, degrees yeah. outside. So it's going to snow before like the next no, three or four days. Sorry. stop it. So <laughs> I love to see spring training back. It gives you hope that we get through this next uh, few days or a few weeks of uh, February. Can spring be far behind? If winter's here, can spring be far behind, right? Uh, yeah. So, I, yeah, I love I love baseball. I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Now, have you? And I'm bringing this to you from you're more of a you are a Yankees fan, and I'm more. Of I'm a, a baseball fan yeah, too. But right now, the Yankees and Astros are already throwing some salvos at each other. You know, the Yankees. I guess the come on, use the lingo. They're throwing shade, right? <laughs> shade salvos. You know, I'm old, but I thought it was great that the first day of like basically, you know, when media is talking to people, is you know the I believe, who's, who the new Yankee manager is Boone, right? Yeah. yeah. Boone said the expectations are to be the champion, and the and the Astros like, wait a second, we're the champions. We're gotta, we're you, we're the champions. Yeah. So I I love the fact that after day one we've got a new rivalry in baseball: Astros Yankees. It's great. Yeah, I hated that team. I you know what? <laughs> I just hated that team last year i just hated them but it's tough to hate guys like jose altuve isn't it oh yeah, he's that great. what a really nice guy he is you read all the things about his family and what he's gone through and 
I've heard nothing but just tremendous things about him. So I'm ready for the first Astros Yankees. Oh, game. I am. <laughs> but that does that doesn't mean when they're on the field. You know, I, I don't wish ill will physically, but I hope that they strike out 12 times in a row. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a Yankees. I'm a Braves fan. We've already given up hope. Already already are working for 2019. So well, you never know. I know you, you never really know, don't. But you we, could we, catch. When you've already pretty much said that we're not going to sign anybody. You realize the Braves did not sign one free agent that played on another organization. There weren't a whole lot of free agents signed. You can yeah. put together as you've mentioned. There's I two teams of, that are trading by themselves, basically yeah. down there. But yeah, it's just uh, so. can't believe JD Martinez isn't signed. Yeah, I think he's just waiting on this. See if he wants to play for the Red Sox, but the Red Sox don't know if they want to release the money. The the Diamondbacks want him, but how long are the Diamondbacks going to hold on to wanting him? So he needs a, something needs to happen there sooner. He's going to be waiting around for a long time. Because he needs, I would think, if I'm him, I want at least a three year contract. But you know, our friend Justin um, was on fa- on Twitter the other day, and I said look at all these free agents and he starts going line by line about these spoiled people and all these players and and he no he he brought up some good points but he also brought up some points that were uh, I'm a players I want the players to make as much money as they can I'm all about players I'm not about the management it's not my money you can spend 6 billion dollars on the yeah, Yankees and I'm fine yeah. they're yeah. charging you 12 bucks for a hot dog no matter who is playing <laughs> right, first right, right. Yeah. I mean he brings up a point that there's certainly but I'm not looking at it from a from a standpoint of, of the of the agents and the GMs. I just want good players. And and if you don't want JD Martinez on your team, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't Hosmer. Get it. I mean, there's there's guys out there. Hosmer is yeah. a winner too. Yeah, he's, he's won a, winner. He's won yeah. a championship, and we're right there at the other. He's a time. guy you want on the team. I was hoping the Yankees would sign him because you know he'd be a great. Uh, yeah, because uh, gets uh, hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could even move him maybe to another position, see if you can work him into third, like Mustakis used to. Isn't that where he played? Yeah, Mustakis is out there too. He's I know free. he's a great. The Royals be, have just kind of let or just re. re- I wonder if they'll the, get him back. I wonder if the Royals will try to sign. He would any think of they would. Back. Back. You don't know because they signed Lorenzo Cain. So, uh, Daytona 500. Is it's, I believe it's this weekend, right? It is this weekend. And I am one of those guys who used to pay attention to the Daytona 500. Not a big NASCAR guy, but that was one of those races. Yeah, you can and I tell you what, the last 2, 3, 4 years, my uh, my just thoughtfulness and and I just don't know. I couldn't tell you who's racing it anymore. Jimmy Johnson. I, I make myself feel bad. The old guy, right? Yeah. Well, he's not that old. Well, he's older than he was. You know, what, early 30s? I think he must yeah. be early, mid-30s. I was really hot into it when I was, and I wouldn't say hot into it, but I was interested in it, and I knew the, the racers when I lived in Orlando and outside Daytona. You know, but since I've moved up here, I have, I, I try. I've watched two or three of them over the years, but I can't watch for four hours, especially if there's delays. But if you've ever been to a, a, a NASCAR event? I have never been to a auto race of any type. Okay. Sorry. So... Daytona International Speedway and NASCAR, if you go live, you'll be hooked. You will be hooked, um, at least for the live event. I don't yeah. know if it'll carry over to TV. It's sort of like hockey. If you go to a live hockey event, you're going, holy cow, these guys fast. This is an amazing sport, and and it brings you a little. And NASCAR is like that, too. I don't think it really translates because it just looks like people doing left turns, you know, around <laughs> this big tri-oval or oval Mainly or whatever it is. it is. But. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, you feel it. Yeah, in your organs when yeah. they go flying by there. It's 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 really it, it can be a pretty exciting event to watch. There you go. Who's what? We got Wendy watching, Mike watching. So we got all kinds of people on Facebook watching today, so we appreciate that. Welcome. Uh the FBI probe or the FBI announced that the new probe uh, could affect dozens of NCAA programs. Uh, the one that they got that kind of got some of those coaches before the season started. Right, yes. And so of course they, they tease us with that. They don't tell you who or when or when who win or when the actual uh, sanctions are going to come out or when the when the probe is going to be released. So that's going to be something to look forward to, unless you're one of the teams, a fan of one of those teams, and then you're going to be, oh. So uh, that's something that you can hit uh, hit on. So, Joe, what do you got on your uh, list over there of stuff? Well, I just, 
I just came back from Nashville where we uh, had a national workshop for college students. About 40 states were representative. Kids come uh, down. We had people like uh, Buster Olney, who's the, you know, the primary Sunday night baseball and beat writer, and Jessica Mendoza, who um, does the Sunday, Sunday night. night baseball, yeah. And uh, Lee Jenkins, who covers SI and the all kinds of different people who are everything from the Titans play-by-play guy to the SID at Vandy. And um, a, a couple things that, that, that came out is, one, you know, if, if if you're listening and you want to be a sports media in any way, whether it's broadcasting, writing, video, you know, there's a lot of kids out there, college students, who, who are really working hard to get to that next level. Uh, so I hope you're out there uh, putting the work in. The other is Jessica Mendoza was talking about in, in one of her uh, talks is that how much she still doesn't know and how much of a learner she is. And, and she was talking about how much work she puts in just to get ready for one show. Uh, and, of course, Buster only talks about that for, for all of the things he does and, and Lee Jenkins for a centerpiece. Uh, it's amazing. A lot of people look at it, Jessica Mendoza, and go, oh, you're just there because of whatever. She worked hard. I mean, she, she went up to her at one point. She talks in there, went up to Buster only and said, before she was on there, goes, I want to know what you know. And, and, and by all accounts, she has just been a sponge and has worked hard and, and done all of those things. So Yeah, you can, um, you can fake it maybe for one show, but if, you, if yeah. you're going to be consistently be on uh, a primetime show like that every Sunday night, you're going to have to bring something to the table each week. It's not just, you know, get up Sunday morning and go, oh, we're going to the ballpark and, and call a game. It's You've got to research. you got to know the ins and outs. Right. Not just the stats, but, you know, the back history to some of the teams you're playing, the coaches, where they came from, the minor league system. You, you, so much stuff that you have to know, and she, I, she does a good job. And, so. and she was fearful, as most of us are, you know, I don't know how you are, but I'm almost fearful of not being prepared enough, so I double or triple, yep. <laughs> you know, prepare for anything that, that I'm going to cover. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna because you never know what you're going to need. Obviously, as, and as in you baseball, know. you're dealing with a you know, possible rain delay, so you could have some side things you got to talk about, and you know they have, you could always send it back to the studio. But at some point, you know the announcers on the on site are still gonna have to fill some time. You know, and go back to the World Series in '89 when the when the earthquake hit. You know, Al Michaels had to fill uh, a lot of time on yes, the network because he, he was one of the only guys that had access. So you have to be prepared on on t- on tons of different levels to do a ball game. Well, it's always amazing the the radio guys for any team especially during a rain delay, the stories that they can just whip out and start yep. talking about. It's fantastic. Now, I got buddies who love pre- and post-game shows to, to baseball and basketball and, like, Illinois basketball mm-hmm. games. I am not a big post-game show because I already know what happened in the game. But I know some people, they, they, a buddy of mine said, I'll go out in my car sometimes and listen to the post-game because <laughs> I want to hear what the local radio says. I think because uh, they're more addicted to those or, or passionate about the sports because yep. the only time I like a post-game show – is when it's my team, and, and if it's a big re- game, yeah. and they've won. If yeah. they've lost, nah, I don't want to watch that damn show. <laughs> hey, let's recap how we lost. Yeah, if I'm not listening, yeah. click. I get uh, you. But, but I did appreciate the Super Bowl. Did you watch any of the post-game interviews? A little bit. I was, uh, And I don't mean for hours, but did you listen to 15, some, 20, I wasn't 30 into minutes? as much as, as everybody else was because I, you know, I was still happy the Patriots lost. <laughs> so I, was, uh, I was just, you know, my— You were uh, busy burning your Bill Belichick uh, thing in effigy. Uh, yeah, yeah, so— I, I, well, I mean, if it would have been the Steelers, yeah, I would have watched it till two in the morning, and I would have probably watched the replays of the of the post game show. But yeah, it's, I I get it. Some people are into it. Some people aren't. I like post game shows better than pre game shows, but pre especially if it's my team's playing, I'm too nervous to watch any pre game. <laughs> I don't know. How, I mean, oh yeah, I'll be walking in around the Super Bowl when the Steelers back. are in there. You don't want to. You no, don't want to watch it. or something, dude. <laughs> the one time you clean <laughs> yeah. the house, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dusty. Your wife there. loves God, when the big games empty every trash. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, other things on your list? or Just one other thing. Okay. It was kind of interesting. Someone brought up at the workshop a column by Greg Doyle, who uh, used to work for CBS, CBS Sports yeah. in Indianapolis Star, and uh, talking about um, 
when do you get personal? Because everybody wants to. Sometimes people get too personal. I think yeah. Greg Doyle is is a top notch, by the way, uh, columnist. Uh, but on this one, it was kind of interesting that when Josh McDaniels didn't sign there, of course he's an Indianapolis star. You know, the headline was Josh McDaniels is a selfish little jerk, <laughs> and then he says uh, he he calls him a punk, a loser. Later on, he calls him a rat. I mean, he's he's name calling. In the midst of this, there's some decent uh, background, and, and there's some decent. I don't know if you'd want to call it analysis, but um, it's always interesting to see when people take things so personally. Because I'm in a perspective that as much as I love my, the games, I realize they're just games. And I realize there's some, some fans that don't, but I don't take it too personally. I mean, I can be friends with anybody. Um, I did what Josh McDaniels did. I, the thing that bothers me is that he left other people's career. They left jobs to go work for yeah. him. And that that was reprehensible. I agree. But. I would talk about how that's reprehensible and talk and not just I'm just not a big name caller unless I agree. I, I and you're gonna think I'm absolutely nuts, which you probably already do. It is the Patriots. I don't think that people understand how much people hate the Patriots. And certainly in Indianapolis. And too. Indianapolis hates the Patriots. And I don't and I Pittsburgh think, and Indianapolis probably the two I, yeah, two of the biggest ones for sure. We maybe. love them in New York. Yeah. Just bring them to the Super yeah. Bowl. We'll take them on baby. But I'm just saying I I've always said people don't get it. They just say, well, what do you mean? People hate the Patriots. They hate Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and right. Robert Kraft, who I don't even like to look at. I mean, and I think when so when the Patriots, you know, kind of, you know, really whatever they did to the Colts, you know, screw with Josh McDaniel screwed them out after over and they brought people in. I, I think that people are mad and Greg Doyle, you know, I he probably will never use those words in another column to directed to it a coach again, but I get it. I absolutely get it, and I, I and, uh, and this is what I've told ES and I've told I told ESPN, but I've, I've said about ESPN forever is they don't get it. They are too close out there to Boston, and they see all this love for the Patriots that they don't understand that outside of that there is an absolute just hatred of the Patriots in this country, and people get tired of. Every day, Tom Brady and the Patriots just being ran down our throats, and they don't get it, and I don't think they ever will. And that's, but I will say this: What are they doing in ESPN? Losing money and losing viewership. They are wake up in, in Bristol. But thanks for letting me have that. Uh, that uh, I, I hope you feel better. I feel great feel now, better? baby. I can move on. All right, Let's go. All right. <laughs> Therapist Joe. <Yeah. laughs> no, but I, I, I think a lot of what you're saying is absolutely is, is straight on. Is that people are fed up with winners. Uh, on top of the other things, yeah. people are also fed up with the Patriots, the you well, know, the Spy e Gate, the Flake Gate, all the other well, things going on there. Now Josh McDaniels, you know, and there's going to be some other problem yeah. when he gets named the head coach and bypasses the Rooney Rule. You know, people are going to get livid even yeah. more for something like well, that. Well, I think ESPN has kind of done that not just with the Patriots, but with you know the LeBron James. It was Michael Jordan before that. They just get on these two or three, four athletes, and that's all they talk about. And it just gets, it, it really does get old. You know, it's, right now it's Warriors. Cavaliers, it's LeBron and all the trades, and it's just LeBron, 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 and you just get to the point where LeBron's a great guy. He gives all kinds of money. To Seems charity, like it. But yeah. I tell you what, I don't want to see him ever on TV again. I don't <laughs> want to see another LeBron behind the scenes story or LeBron this. It's just they just they rehash the same stuff over and over. It just gets old. Where they've got away from what we talked about a little bit ago with your headline news story is just. Get, I want some stats. I want some. I want some highlights of every hockey game that was played last night. Every basketball game that was major. The NBA, and, even you know, minor. Yeah, give me some stuff. I, I fear we're in a time of clickbait, and hopefully we'll get past it because uh, I've talked to people at you know places like Sports Illustrator, or ESPN, the magazine, and, and they're talking about. Well, that sounds like an interesting story, but you think we'll have enough of viewers online? How many people are going to click on that? And you know, I th even you, even if you get fewer, you're going to get a group of people that may not have read this other story. 
Easy for me to say, of course. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, ESPN, I would like to have that hour of just tell me everything. But I think it's natural, just this cult of personality, whether it's in politics or sports, people do go to the Belichick, Brady, what's going on, even if you hate him, right? I guess. Is that the Howard Stern situation? Love him or hate him? Yeah, no matter Sometimes what the ratings you, go up, even mm, who no. people hate him still listen. So. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's an interesting quandary that ESPN and other media organizations are in. Yep. And it, uh, the lat will end on this one. Uh, what? Uh, what? Jimmy what? Garoppolo, our Eastern Illinois quarterback, who is uh, Jimmy G. who is definitely the highest paid former EIU alum out there, uh, <laughs> he called San Francisco Frisco. Do you see that? He called it Frisco? He called it Frisco. And, they hate that out there. And they hated it. And they uh, he immediately learned a lesson that you do not call San Francisco Frisco. I don't get that. <laughs> I've never understood why San Francisco doesn't like that. I don't get it either. But he Frisco, I, it, is, it seems like it's a... Oh, it's 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 it's, it's an insider thing. Yeah. It's something that it's a close friend. You know, it's it's a nickname for someone. You know, <laughs> but you don't. it's not San Francisco. Yeah. That's too damn formal. <laughs> How about San Fran? Do they hate San Fran? They hate San Fran too. Oh my God! It's San Francisco, please. or they call what it called the I city. I thought these were the laid back people who are up there in Northern California. What's going on? I don't know, but Jimmy G's learned. The Cincinnati people hate Cincy. Uh, Chi Town, uh, Chicago. Uh, Chi Town, Cincinnati is that? What is it? The Emerald City? Is that the Emerald? Who is? Cincinnati or the Queen City? The Queen City. Queen City the yeah, Queen City. I only know that from WKRP in Cincinnati yeah. from years yeah. ago. The classic documentary about radio. <laughs> yes, for the love of God, I swore turkeys could I fly. I thought turkeys could fly, yeah. Oh, that's great. All right. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Sports Media Show. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Have a great day, everybody.